episode two. <laughs> I just want to say thank you for coming back for another piece of the story. 23 years is a long time to be stuck doing the same thing that just isn't fun to do. <laughs> At the time, you know, it, it, it seems... Uh, I don't know, somewhat beneficial than working a job all the time. But let me tell you, 23 years as an addict or however long you have it as an addict is very difficult. It's a, it's a very difficult life. Today I, I was um, driving downtown and then I saw a guy, I live in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and I saw a guy pushing a shopping cart. It wasn't even a shopping cart, actually. It was just like a little push cart. And he had a bunch of like suitcases and stuff packed up on there with a bunch of other stuff. You know, it was everything he had found or everything he had owned. And he had a vest pulled up over his head to protect himself from the rain. And I thought, you know, I remember that. I remember those days. And I do. And it wasn't cool. It wasn't cool. It's very difficult. And, I, and, and that man reminded me of what I have overcome. The addiction side of things is literally just a method of distraction. That's what addiction is. It's a method of distraction. And in some cases, it has your life become unmanageable, like mine and many others. I understand how fortunate I am to be here today. This I do understand. And it was through a, a series of avenues of self-discovery difficult conversations with myself that I had to have in order to overcome and be in the place I am today I would like to share that I, I am living in a place of pure love I've found inner peace I have found freedom and I have found love for myself like I didn't really know was attainable because nobody talks about it well I mean people talk about it but I didn't really surround myself with people who talk like this, and, and I appreciate every single human that is listening to this to learn and apply the things that I talk about in your own life, because I can't change you. I can't make you do anything. As a drug addict, you learn that very quickly. Many people will try to change you, but until you are ready to change on your own terms, no one can do anything, and, and it doesn't matter if it's addiction or whatever your form of distraction is from dealing with an internal problem, that's up for you. The reality of the situation is, is that we're all dealing with something internal, an emotional trauma of some sort. And there's tools to set you free from these emotional traumas. And we can gain these tools by sharing our experiences. And that's what I'm here to do, is share the things that I learned along my journey that can hopefully be applied in your life to set you free. Because that's what this is all about. This isn't about popularity for me. This isn't about money. <laughs> like Those things are not for me. This is about raising a collective consciousness within humanity. An individual acceptance of love for yourself in an honest, authentic way that you discover on your terms that's what this is that's what i'm here to do and that makes it really cool because i don't want nothing in return other than human beings a part of the human race to find love that seeks them as well and it's real it's so real the distractions that we have in the world with 
social media and media outlets that are constantly trying to sell us on fear, we must question why they do this. Why is everything there to scare us? question that you know it's fear from the moment you wake up in the morning oh traffic's so heavy or or shooting last night or whatever it may be start your day off with a whole bunch of fear anxiety and stress it's ridiculous so i question why have we never actually given love a chance and, and i found the answer I found the answer when I started to love myself and I found out that it is the most powerful thing on the planet. I believe it's the most powerful thing in the universe, to be honest with you. But I know this for a fact, how powerful love is, because once you find what is looking for you, which is love, it's incredible. And I, I think about myself in, in my own right, this thing that I, I have obtained and, and, and grown and continue to grow. That's the other aspect of it is life is a practice, but... I think about this thing that I found and I wonder and, and, and it's become a purpose in my life to see the results of a collective consciousness with love in this manner in as many human beings as I can possibly guide to this light so I can see what that looks like because it's incredible like the vibrational frequency that you have running through your body this this understanding of, of connection with nature and, and, and human beings, part of the human race, is just, it's, it, it's incredible. There is no such thing as division. You know, we're all, all part of the same family. Money divides us. Uh, you know, governments try to tell us that because invisible lines separate parts of planet Earth that we're different, and it's just completely incorrect. And if we go back to the emotional traumas that I'm speaking of, why do you think addiction is the same here as it is in Australia? or Mexico, or Japan, or Germany, or Nigeria. It's because addiction is a form of distraction from an emotional trauma. And that's because we're human beings, and human beings are all the same. And I, I, I sorry, I giggle a little over that, because I can't believe how quickly we have forgotten that. And that breaks my heart. And, and I'm not exempt from that thinking. Before I came into my awareness of myself, I somewhat was led to make decisions by other people's embedding of ideas in my mind. And that was done through the television, that was done through my parents, that was done through the people I surrounded myself. I wasn't thinking for myself. So I allowed these ideas to grow and adopt as my own. And that's straight bullshit. <laughs> it just... It just is. We don't give ourselves enough time to think. We just allow other people to think for us. That's, that, that's, that's really something to think about. When we constantly have the television on or we're constantly looking at social media or whatever we can do, and then, you know, when, when you're working in your daily life, well, you're really not thinking about yourself or thinking for yourself. You're, you're doing a job for someone else to perpetuate money for an individual who probably doesn't need anymore. But that's a reality. And then when we get home, you know, if we have any time for our children, we try and give our children what we can. But then we just turn to television to relax or de-stress. And, and, and it kind of clouds us from actually taking time to think about how we feel. Or to think about how what we need. Or to have an honest conversation with yourself or communicate with yourself. 
understanding your own personal goals. I mean, shit, I ask most people about their personal goals. I'm like, do you have a personal goal that you've set? They don't, they, they don't even know what I'm talking about. And that's okay. It's totally okay. But the fact of the matter that I'm asking the question has them think. I've never set a personal goal for myself. And that's just where we are today in society. That's the, the, that's the point we've come to. And it's quite incredible that thinking for ourselves or asking ourselves how we feel or what we need as an individual has become foreign. And that to me is just something that we need to talk about. I will tell you, in the beginning, 23 years of addiction brought me to a jail cell. I would encourage you to listen to the first episode. It sort of uh, sets the stage for where we are at. But 23 years of practicing a form of distraction through addiction from not dealing with my emotional traumas brought me to a prison cell at my lowest point in life. I was homeless. I had nothing. I'd lost my kids. I'd lost the place we were staying at. I'd, I'd, from there, I was living in my car, which I had lost. I lost everything until I lost myself. So what happened in that jail cell was accepted where I was and where I was at in my life. I was 36 years old when that happened. Today I'm 38. I will be 39 in November. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a Scorpio. (laughs) But I was 36 when that happened. So, you know, that's an age, right? Some people look at that as being, wow, what am I going to do? You know, you should have all these things things figured out in your life and whatever. Uh, But for me, I was just accepting the fact that for 23 years I had used drugs as a form of distraction from my emotional traumas. I had accepted that in that moment. I had done that in a different way. Obviously, through 23 years, I knew what I was doing fully, but I never really addressed it. I just kept making excuses for what I was doing, and and somehow that became acceptable. So in that jail cell, I had finally accepted where I had come in my life and what had brought me there. And no more was I going to allow any more excuses into my life because at that moment of acceptance of everything I had done up to that point in that place in time where I was and why I had arrived there, you can become honest with yourself and you can talk to yourself about whether or not you are okay with it. You know, if you're going to continue to make excuses for where you are or if you're going to do something about it. And interestingly enough, in that jail cell, even though I was in prison and that my fate had not yet been decided for how long I was going to be there, I had accepted that I was going to do something different from that point forward. And that's a, a very challenging thing to do once you've practiced a certain life behavior for 23 years that doesn't really have any benefit to your personal growth. It, it, it's um, a whole lot of mental health issues just with bad thought processes, you know, self-esteem issues, self-confidence, things that we can all associate to. And that's why I, I bring this up. Addiction comes with the same sorts of self-abuse, we'll call it, as any other emotional trauma. It's just the outlet that you use is different, but the feelings are the same. So I, I want to talk about that so we can associate, right? Because like, it isn't just about addiction. An emotional trauma is something that holds you back in life from growing. And that's very important to understand that we all have those. 
Now, some people are able to process them, but some people bury them. Most of us bury them, and we don't address them. And anything that we don't address just grows. It grows and it evolves because we put more things in there that we don't process because we practice this behavior of not processing emotions or not having difficult conversations first with ourselves and then with another individual if they are involved in this emotional trauma. We have this great difficulty with doing that. And that's okay because it's a learned behavior because most of us have been taught to do this, whether it's in society, whether it's through media, or whether it's from our parents or friends and family, whatever it may be, right? That's reality. That's why most of us have arrived at this place with emotional traumas. So the very first step is to accept that emotional trauma. Accept why you are in the place you are in. If you're not happy and you don't love yourself, that's okay. But accept it so you can do something about it. When we try and make excuses for these things, we just stay stale. We don't grow or we stay in a pattern of thinking which we attach to just the emotion of the circumstance. So we choose to distract from it. I know it's difficult. I know all about difficult things and I know all about a difficult life and I know that going into our past is not an easy thing to do because we've buried it for quite some time. And to become honest with ourselves is a very difficult thing to do. But I will tell you, just accepting that you are not happy with where you are and you're not happy in a world where depression is sold to us in a manner that's acceptable because everyone has it and it's okay. <laughs> I mean, shit. Have you seen these depression commercials? I was in a coffee shop the other day and they, they got a television up in the corner. I don't watch TV, but there was one up there and there was this happy little cartoon who was walking around with a dark cloud over his head and a little blue bird following. And the black cloud was the depression that the human was suffering from. And it was okay because it was passing other humans with dark clouds and this is totally acceptable in this society but the little blue bird dropped a pill in the human's lap and the pill suddenly brought the sun out <laughs> it made the dark cloud of depression go away you don't have to process anything you don't have to deal with anything we will deliver you a pill that will take care of everything. Then let's just skip through 30 seconds of side effects and all these horrible things that can happen from a synthesized remedy. It, it's ridiculous. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous to think that we are living in a time where 70% of homes have experienced a form of depression or are in active depression. As human beings, we're here to learn and we're learning through difficult lessons. And you know why we learn through difficult lessons? Because we can learn something <laughs> through difficulty. That's a reality. Most people are so afraid to struggle. They're so afraid to struggle. They, they don't even want to try something that's hard. It's like, oh, I might not be good at it. Well, no, you're probably not going to be good at it. You've never done it before. <laughs> whatever it may be. A pattern of thinking, a job, a sport, whatever it may be. You're probably not going to be good at it if you've never done it. 
You have to teach yourself something new, especially with a pattern of thinking. Practicing a thought behavior requires just as much effort as a, a new job or a new sport or, or, or a new experience that you want to have. But the difference between practicing a new thought process is the value in it is priceless because you become closer to the human you want to be. And let's be real, who doesn't want to be happy? Who doesn't want to love themselves? Who doesn't want to be honest and authentic in everything they do? That's the greatest gift that I received, was being able to become that. Absolutely. That was most definitely the most incredible part of becoming honest and authentic and accepting where I was at. I found self-love. I found it. And yes, it was difficult to work through some of the stuff. It's not easy. You know, there's no comparison either in emotional traumas. And emotional trauma, if it holds you back, I don't care who you are or what circumstance it is, it doesn't matter. If there's an experience that happened in your life that is holding you in an emotional repetitive cycle that's damaging to your growth, then that's an emotional trauma for you. And we don't, there's no judgment because this is a conversation between you and yourself. This inner work happens with you. This isn't for a loved one. This isn't for the kids. I'll tell you, they will benefit from this growth, from this acceptance, from this understanding, from this pursuit of a higher self, of an honest self, of an authentic self. And the benefits are just incredible because people around you will start to see because you're no longer pretending. I mean, people can see when we pretend they're probably pretending too, which is why they don't say nothing. It, it amazes me how disconnected we've become from each other. And that's another reason why I do this is because I want to share my story to just encourage other people to seek this inner light, this divine light that is in them and, and be okay with that and be okay with doing something different than everyone else. It's not, this whole journey for me, well, it didn't start out very easy. I mean, it's very difficult to tell people, hey, man, you know, I was a drug addict for 23 years, and I just got out of prison. You know, I was homeless. Like, I, I lived on the street for a couple of years. That was very difficult for me to talk about in the beginning uh, because I was always judged, so that kind of just stayed with me. But the more I practiced, the better I got at communicating with myself that it was okay because I had accepted my journey and all the wonderful lessons I had learned through the difficulty. And that's what makes working through emotional traumas the most beautiful aspect because I'll tell you this, when you can separate from the emotion of the experience and you can see a lesson inside of it because I promise you there is one. I don't care what emotional trauma you have or what you went through, there is a lesson there. Sometimes they're not the greatest ones, but I'll tell you there's something to learn from and you can apply that in your present moment and grow from that experience. You don't have to be bound to a certain point in time, which is usually the past, and not grow in the present moment because anything that's bounding you to the past has you stale. How are you supposed to give your true, honest, authentic self in the moment if you still have a thought process from the past. You can do this subconsciously, you know, practicing all these bad thought processes that have us miss the moment. And we look back on life and they can't even remember most of the things they did. And you know why that is? Is because they weren't there for them. They were there physically, but not mentally. 
And alignment happens with an emotional, mental, and physical well-being. It is the most incredible thing because the mind, body, and soul all work together. But when one of those things is out of an alignment, the other two suffer. I'll give you an example. Emotional health, when damaged, fear, anxiety, and stress will affect the physical body. This we know. It's a fact. Yet we don't value that knowledge as much as we should. Because if we're running around with fear, anxiety, and stress, and we know that that's detrimental to our physical and mental health, why don't we take the time to work through some of the things that hold us back so we can be the best versions of ourselves emotionally, mentally, and physically? I mean, you get to fall in love with yourself and take time for yourself. And that's not selfish. By no means is that selfish. It's a requirement for personal growth. Because those of you that seek something more, you'll know what I'm saying. If you're tired of being in the place you are, and you're tired of the same thought process, waking up every single day doing the same thing, but expecting a different result, you'll know what I'm talking about. Some call it a rock bottom. Some call it a spiritual awakening. Whatever it may be. Me, I call it a gift. It is an absolute gift to become aware that you have had enough of your current situation, regardless of what it may be. It's an absolute gift to accept that fact. And it's even more a gift to go on the journey of self-discovery to learn about who you are. It is the most priceless thing on the planet. Because you will discover who you truly are. And you will not ever have to worry about looking good anymore. Because it'll all be about how you feel. (laughs) Because looking good will come secondary to feeling good. And that's a fact. And that's something that should be talked about. We're so focused on how we look. When in fact it's how we feel that is priceless. Give value to that. Accept your current situation. Have honest, authentic conversations with yourself. Open Pandora's box to your past and let it go. It has no purpose in the present moment other than to teach you lessons. Love yourself. Absolutely. We'll take this up next week. Oh, my social media. If you want to follow me, my Instagram is Real Talk for an Unreal World. My YouTube channel is the same thing. I put the video up with the uh, podcast. I have a Twitter. My Twitter is Real Talk, the number four, Unreal. Uh, and my email is Real Talk for an Unreal World at gmail.com. And if you're listening to this, you have questions or, or whatever it may be, you can hit me up on my social media. I have a Facebook page under the same name, uh, Real Talk for an Unreal World. You can message me there, ask me questions. You can email me, whatever you need for me to help you grow in your current situation. That's what I'm here to do. I mean, I I absolutely mean when I say I care about human beings. Uh, I care about the evolution of each and every one of you from an internal perspective versus an external. Have a wonderful week.